practicing yoga at home. Woo, loaded topic. Have you ever been to your favorite concert, your favorite artist, favorite band? It's just an amazing experience, right? You're there with people that are like-minded, that love the artist as well. The energy is really high, vibration is good. It's an experience. This is much like going to a yoga class in person. You can't replace the camaraderie, community, the bonds, the building of energy, the rise in frequency and vibration that impacts the whole. You know, two or more gathered, you're stronger. And that's what happens that is so unique in a class. You can have amazing breakthroughs, life changes, eye-opening shifts, perceptions, attitude changes. All of that happens in a live yoga class. Well, we also have the option to buy the CD, right? Or go build our favorite playlist by our artists on Spotify. This is like online versus in-person classes. You love having them to listen to in the car every day to work, especially when you can't make it to a class. When schedules are tight, there's crazy things going on in the world, and you just need an at-home yoga practice. That's kind of the analogy I give people. The biggest mistake I see people make is practicing with the same intensity at home that they do in a studio class. And I think it's just safer to back off a little, realize your home practice have a, has a different purpose, but it's still just as important and integral to your life. Some of the benefits of a home practice are slowing down. You can do yoga in your pajamas. You can make your favorite hot tea. You can play your own private playlist at home. You can get the lights exactly how you want it. Hey, you could do yoga with your dog. Anything is allowed at home or with your children or family. Well, I think there's some great benefits to at home as well. But once you make that shift just not to practice with the same intensity or expect the same result, then I think you can repurpose, have a new intention, a new framework within to practice at home. I've had an at-home practice for over 10 years now as well as a studio practice, but mainly because I own a studio. So sometimes it is a lot easier for me just to practice at home because every time I go up there, I have to worry about a light bulb being out, the heat panel not working. There's something wrong at the front desk. So for me, a home practice is like a sense of, um, what would you call it? Peace and salvation, really. It's just about me. So I get a lot from it, but I also miss the studio classes too, so I go to those as well. You know, I was at a training many years ago with 150 yogis. No cell phones, no internet, no work, just in the forest with yogis doing yoga all day long. The spiritual experiences and awakenings from that were so intense due to the power of us all coming together. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. I have stories and healings that are just miraculous from that time in my life, and have been every time I go on a yoga training or trip or I hang out with, you know, a group of yoga people. It's just really beautiful experience, but I love my at home. Some things you got to know. It's different at home. If you have carpet, what do you do? If you're on concrete and it's too cold and rigid for you, what do you do? There's this amazing thing I found several years ago called a life board. You go to www.getlifeboard.com. Come. Again, it's called a life board. You can also find it on Amazon. 
It's black, it snaps into two pieces. It's made just for a yoga mat. And you can store it away easy, slide it under the bed, put it in a closet. You can leave it out all the time and leave your mat on top of it all the time. Wonderful to put on top of your carpet. If you have carpet and you're just like, ugh, I cannot get in my groove. Some people carpet doesn't bother. For me, it drives me crazy. So I have a life board set up all the time that I leave my mat on and my meditation cushion on. I highly recommend checking it out, looking into that. You also need some home gear. If you go to a studio where they provide blocks, you know, mat rentals, towels, all the fun stuff, you'll need, you'll need some studio stuff. We use Manduka a lot at the studio. I've used them for years. They have cork blocks. They have recycled foam blocks that are antimicrobial. They even have a really cool little home practice tab that organizes everything you might need. But I do suggest getting a couple blocks, a strap. Make sure you have a mat, the life board, blankets, yoga blankets if you need all of that to support your home practice. Also depends on what style of yoga you're going to do. You know, if you're looking for restorative Maybe you're looking for more fast-paced, you know, sweaty. You might need some bolsters, things like that as well to get you started. Now that you are all set to go, let's talk about some pitfalls of practicing at home. <laughs> we all have these. The top distractions. What do we do? First of all, you just got to get okay with it. If the doorbell rings, you have to pause your practice. You just, sometimes you have to. If the dog barks, you have to tune it out. A lot of times your kids, your family will need something. Oh, here's a big one. I do this all the time. I get ready to practice, find my class online that I'm taking. I get all my props. I light my incense or my diffuser that day, whatever I'm in the mood for. I get my lighting right. I dress a little bit warmer at home because it gets a little drafty. And then I look at my desk or my chair and I'm like, Oh, I need to clean that. I need to clean that. I should get up and clean right now. So the first mindset shift you have to have is get okay with distractions. They're going to happen. And you have one or two choices. You can just ignore it and keep practicing. And sometimes there's things you just can't ignore. You have to get up and attend to it. And I had to get real okay with just knowing I might get interrupted and I have to go check something out and then come back to my practice. You know, I spend way more time at a computer than I should as a yoga professional, but unfortunately that is the world and how we communicate way too much time in the computer. And I have to take little yoga breaks. They may be in 10 minute segments, five minute segments to stretch and move and breathe and then back to the computer. But that's how I've had to learn to adapt my at home practice. Then it's a huge treat when I can actually get away from the house for an hour and go practice at a studio with my friends and community and see everybody. It's just even that much more precious to me. But I think just that simple shift of realizing, you know, distractions are part of life. The noise, the obstacle that is your path. You have to overcome, just get okay with it. Understand it can be part of an at-home practice unless you're fortunate enough, you know, to like build your own studio separate from your house or you have a way of locking yourself out enough support from your family, your spouse, whatever to Take care of kids, dogs, family. And that's wonderful when you can do that. Of course, you'll, you'll gain more from it. But at home, I still think it's beneficial. I mean, skipping it would be worse than not doing it with dis distractions. So I say go for it and just practice acceptance. Remember, acceptance is allowing resistance to flow through you. 
Acceptance is allowing resistance to flow through you. So you hear the doorbell, the dog barks, you allow that to flow through you and you continue to practice and stay in your peaceful state. And you know all that does is build a resilience in you. It's a resilience of your nervous system, your capacity to handle distraction. It focuses your mind even more if that's how you intend to look at it. Um, you know, and just know yourself. Like days that you're way scattered and you know it's just not going to work at home, do something like a restorative shavasana. You know, that takes less mental capacity to, you know, bring your mind back to wholeness. Our minds are so fragmented. They're so distracted and so fragmented. So on days you're really vulnerable and sensitive, pick something more soothing. I love my restorative practice at home. I should do it every single day. I don't always, but even if I just take 10 minutes and restore Shavasana, it's fantastic at home. Just fantastic. So just get your mind right. Keep doing it. Think of your at-home practice like an addition, not a replacement to your in-studio practice, not a replacement to your yoga community, but is in addition. One of the big perks I see when practicing at home is you can kind of craft a new skill. Like if you're really working on something, you know, at home there's, you know, your own space. You can do it your own way. You can really play around with things so it's not in the middle of a class. I really like that about an at-home practice. It gives it a place like a laboratory to really explore. What would I say in getting started? Whew, you got to build a new habit, which is tough. That's tough for anything. Start small. You need that sacred space, that yoga space in your home where you burn your favorite incense. It's, it's quiet. It's calm. There's a place for your hot tea. It's comforting. You maybe have your, you know, favorite essential oils right there. Your favorite little, you know, meditating yogi statue by your favorite book. Whatever that is for you, you need to create it. So you have a place of going back to all the time and make a ritual out of it. Mine is always making my tea, lighting my incense, my favorite incense or my diffuser, whatever I'm in the mood for. And I get my lighting and I dress right. And that's my ritual to step onto my mat. And start with do your five favorite poses each day. Just your five favorite poses and make it a habit. One thing I've noticed is if I roll up my mat too often, I skip my practice. So I found a spot in my home to leave my practice mat out all the time. So that way it's just there. I don't have to pick up carry. All I have to do is switch out props and things that I would need depending on the class I'm taking and just start with a habit. Even if you just get on your mat and take 10 deep breaths every day for a while, you'll get a habit and your body will, will crave it and want to be there. Another uh, key, a little caveat of what I see myself doing at home a lot. And I know other practitioners in the field do this too. Don't skip Shavasana. It is so easy to skip Shavasana at home. It, this is your time, your nurturance. Just don't skip it. You know, Shavasana is the destroyer, the remover of all fatigue. Ayengar talks about that all the time, how important Shavasana is. The whole class, like, culminates, comes together, integrates in Shavasana. So you just have to do it. Even if you can only get, you know, three minutes, four minutes. Ideally, five is great for an hour practice. Even more is better. Um, but hey, if you do a flow practice, get at least three or four minutes. If you can do a restorative Shavasana, 20 minutes is my favorite. It takes about 15 minutes for you to actually relax. And then the last five minutes, you can actually enter the realm of Shavasana. Lastly, accountability is everything. Just practice and know all is coming. 
practice and know all is coming. You just have to do it and you won't regret it. Accountability creates sustainability. It's time to just do it. Take the plunge, take the dive, study with me. Lots of wonderful classes uploaded online. I also have courses and if you're brand new to yoga, no worries. We have that covered too with the newcomer workshop to teach you everything you need to know to get started with yoga. Fall in love with yoga, guys. Namaste, yogis.